Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Folks, however you want to watch, or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Already today is a big old Monday. We are continuing on with day eight of our 73 day mission to get us ready for the NFL draft. There's so many prospects to look at. I mean, over 200 players are going to get drafted in this upcoming draft in the next 70 something days. I think we're down to what are we down to? 60, 73 minus today's eight, 60. Six. 66 is that right whatever it's about 60 some days 65 days we'll just call it round nice round number there <laughs> so a couple of days out to, to the draft and we still got work to do so uh we're gonna be looking at somebody from penn state today it's the only clue y'all get today so uh gonna be looking at him breaking down the nba and doing all the things we do here on the regular at takes by fans so without further ado let's just jump right into it Alrighty, we'll start here. And I wasn't even going to talk about this. I I'm sure y'all heard about it if you were on Twitter at all throughout the weekend. You saw this. But, uh, you know, Cam Newton goes to this 7-on-7 seven -seven camp at this high school. And he gets called out by this kid saying he's trash and he's garbage. And then Cam Newton rebuttals by saying, I'm a millionaire. I'm rich. And he, he won the argument. After you, after you bring out the wealth card, you win the argument. Everybody needs to stop talking. Yeah, I'm rich. You're like, yeah. Damn, all right. You are rich. All right. Yeah, I'll stop talking. Um, So I wasn't going to bring this up. But. Then ESPN posted that uh, this guy's, uh, the kid's actual uh, Twitter handle. Uh, so we looked at it, and then we saw that he was posting his highlight tapes on here. So uh, we're just going to look at what this guy's got. Just Seth Owens. I don't know if the J is silent or not. If it's Seth Owens, just Seth Owens, whatever it is, uh, uh, we got his highlight here. So. He's a senior right now, but junior during these highlights. And uh, so we get his junior year highlights. It's only a minute long, so I don't even know if this kid is starting or not. Because if you only got a minute long highlight tape, are you the, uh, one, are you that good? And two, are you starting? I don't know. So just Seth Owens, he's a senior now. He plays outside linebacker and wide receiver. He's number two in these highlights. I have not seen his highlights, so, you know, it's all new to us. But we're going to see what this kid's got. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's real good. Maybe he should be disrespecting Cam Newton and be like, you're trash, yo. I'm good. Like, I'm going to be real good. Uh, I'm just a little young. I haven't gotten to the NFL age yet. So we'll see what this man's got. Nice little minute highlight package. If we need more, maybe we can check his profile and see if he's got more. But uh, here we go. Joseph Owens. Outside linebacker, wide receiver. Let's see what this man's got. He is six foot, one hundred and ninety-five pounds. All righty, not bad. I mean, the height, six foot, decent. Probably got a bulk up to probably like two fifteen, two twenty. Um, but yeah, he's got the height, so not bad. Here we go. What does this man got? Joseph Owens. Disrespecting Cam Newton. <laughs> Here we go. All righty, number two, number two. Oh, he's right there. All right, they highlight it for us. All right, perfect. He drops back a little bit. Then he sees it. it's a run play and goes attacks. And that's a pretty good stick right there. All right. That's a pretty good stick right there on this man. We see him right here, crashing down, crashing down, reading it all the way. And that's a good stick. As soon as he got hit, that running back stopped. He got no more movement. Here he is on this play. Another highlighted. 
comes away. Oh, yeah, very well done. I mean, he's just responsible of, of the right side of the field, so nothing comes back his way. He's playing containment. Very solid contain, and then he goes and makes the big old hit. That's a big shoulder hit right there. That's a pretty good hit. All right, just Seth Owens. Not bad his first two plays. What else we get? Is he on? Uh, no, it looks like he's still on defense. All the way over here. All right, let's follow him. Dropping into coverage, knows it's a running play. He's working his way. Oh, he's fast. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Never quits. I mean, this one's on the right side of the field. He was playing on the left. He works his way all the way over, never giving up on the play. This is actually fantastic work. And look at the speed. Once again, look at this closing speed. We got to go back a little bit more here. Uh, here he is right here. He's just hawking him down. Look at him outrun everybody. And he is looking pretty tall out there. That's pretty good. Damn, okay. All right. I want to see this man uh, be a wide receiver, too. All right, back on the defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. Just shove that man down. Not even in the play. Just, hey, a potential blocker. Get down. <laughs> Get down. All right. Big shot there. The man is, he's got some, uh, he's got some nice hits on him. Another stick there on the running play. Very well done. Oh, oh, he's on offense here. Here we go. Oh, no, hey, 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 was that offense? No, never mind. We were wrong on that one. He's back on defense over here. Let's watch this one more time. All right, here we go. Right up here. Running play, recognize it, comes down. He's, he, yo, he, he's like a surefire tackle. This man knows how to tackle. This is what we're talking about. Very well done. Once again, I mean, this is, once again, good. This is good right here. Right here, just kind of containing the outside. He he kind of did get sucked in a little bit too deep there, but he was able to kind of recover very nicely and stick the tackle and get the man down. So it, this was all on the defense. He's primarily defense. Obviously, if he's showing all of his defensive highlights here, and we're kind of impressed with him, honestly. Give me just Seth Owens. Yes, sir. I want to see this man in college now. Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, I mean, if he wants to go and disrespect Cam Newton, he's got kind of the tape to back it up. I know he's young, so he obviously doesn't have, you know, collegiate tape or obviously NFL tape but of the tape that he's put out there it's pretty solid I'm not, I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of impressed I was not expecting that um so very well done just Seth Owens don't clown this man anymore I mean we all I mean folks it's funny if you were if you were on the field at that time and you heard your friend dissing out Cam Newton in person you'd probably be like damn yo this is like funny I wouldn't do this but this is funny you know so it is it is funny but you know it's obviously like something that's funny in the moment obviously can't take it too far he kept on going and going and going and going with it so that's that's where it gets a little you know a little out there a little too much but um yeah not bad by just seth owens all right he got any other highlights in here anything good i want to see him at wide receiver really i want to see what he can do there not a lot of highlights here what's this one we'll just look at this one real quick how long is this one 34 seconds all right here he is in motion coming up in motion yes sir is this the same one that we've seen? Drops back and that makes a stick at the 30, 30 or the 25 yard line. All right. So this one's the same one that we've seen already. <clears throat> All right. So we get no wide receiver highlight tapes by this man, unfortunately. But hey, good defender. Great, um, great kind of containment. Great hit. Great speed. I'm about it. I'm about it. Joseph Owens, get this man in the NFL. This man can play. This man can play. If he can bulk up to like 225, 215. Now we're talking. Now we're talking about a real stud out there defensively. So we'll keep an eye on this man. Hey, Joseph Owens, he's a senior this year. So, you know, one more year he's going to the to the college. So we'll see what's going on with him. 
All right, let's move on here. And man, yesterday there was no football, unfortunately, on Sunday, but... We're going to bring a little football here. We get to the top 10 plays of the Titans this season. Hopefully, we get a lot of Derrick Henry. I've been craving to watch Derrick Henry run over everybody and be so freaking good. So, we get the top 10 of the Titans plays here. Hopefully, it's very Derrick Henry heavy. We'll see what we get. Here we go. Top 10 plays from the Titans. Number 10, Derrick Henry run to the outside. And, oh, my God, the disrespectful stiff arm. Oh, my gosh. Just stiff arms this defender into a Oblivion says, get off of me, bruh. You play you play for the Lions. You are trash. What are you doing trying to tackle me? Trying to tackle Derrick Henry. Hopefully, this never happens to uh, J. Smith, uh, J, uh, J. Seth Owens. Hopefully not. Um, all righty. Number nine. Our right, hand. Which one was this? They did two number tens. Didn't we run into this problem? Oh, on they put honorable mention. Come on. Yeah, okay, just play. put top 11 plays. Honorable mention. Okay. All right, at least we get to see Derrick Henry. All right, honorable mention, Derrick Henry stiff arm. Number 10 officially here, Ryan Tannehill dropping back to pass. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. I mean, Ryan Tannehill had so much talent on this team, man. And, like, I don't want to knock what Ryan Tannehill did this season. It was still good, but, I mean, look at his wide receivers and running backs. Like, <laughs> this is why Ryan Tannehill looked kind of successful these last two seasons. I mean, a great ball here, even better catch. Corey Davis, absolutely unstoppable. That's A.J. Brown. I cannot get those two <laughs> cleared up. All right, number 11 is A.J. Brown. We'll try to remember that from now on. All right, number nine, inside kick by the Colts, and it's returned all the way for a touchdown by who else other than A.J. Brown. Yes, sir. He's He's got control of number 10 and number nine here on the Titans' top 10 plays of the season, icing the game with a nice – I mean, how do you return an onside kick for a touchdown? I mean, that's even – that's so trash. That is so trash by the Colts. Alrighty, number eight against the Colts. Ryan Tannehill over the middle to AJ Brown again. And he's just gonna outrun literally everybody on this defense. Go in for the score. Bingo, bango. All right. I do like AJ Brown, but I want to see some Derrick Henry up on here. Nice little slant route there by AJ Brown. Clean catch running by everybody for 50 yards for the touchdown. Alrighty, number seven against the Texans in the red zone. Ryan Tannehill finds who else? A.J. Brown, corner end zone, one-on-one -on -one matchup. That's why I love Ryan Tannehill, giving your receivers, and you've got two great ones there, and you give them a jump ball, kind of a 50-50 ball in the corner of the end zone. Very well done. Number six against the Texans still. Ryan Tannehill goes deep to... A.J. Brown again. All right, where, are, where is the Derrick Henry plays? Let's get Derrick Henry going up in here. But um, what a catch by um, A.J. Brown again. Just absolutely fantastic. I mean, folks, folks, a true number one wide receiver out there. You could potentially put him at best wide receiver for this season, honestly. I, I would be fine with that. <clears throat> number six, the kicker getting into the game. And it's a doink in. Doink in for the win at the buzzer. Derrick Henry can't even believe it. This man's like, woo, that man got lucky out there. Here we go. Long field goal, hitting the upright, fading right, right off the rip, but luckily hits the inside of the post and boinks in, and they win the game because of that. Unfortunate. Week 17. And the Texans lose another heartbreaker. <laughs> oh, my God, the Texans, man. They could have honestly, like, won three more games with, the obviously, the two fumbles at the goal line against the Colts and then uh, 
the uh, the missed field goal right here, or the made field goal by the Titans. All right, number five right here. AJ Brown says, "Who gonna stop me, huh? It's not gonna be three defenders because I'm going in the end zone, no problem." Number four, Derrick Henry gets in the game. No, he passes it back. It's a flea flicker. Ryan Tannehill goes all the way deep to AJ Brown again. So we've had AJ Brown, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, AJ Brown kicker, AJ Brown, and now we got AJ Brown again. All right, all right, y'all are kind of. Um, Derrick Henry better have the top three. I don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> Here we go. Derrick Henry, yes, sir, finally at number three, and he goes all the way. Look at this speed, folks. This is breakaway speed right here. Oh, my gosh. This man is its so crazy how he's so big and so fast. Look at this man go. We got to watch this one one more time. Literally 95 yards to the house right up the middle and just beats everybody else on a foot race to the end zone. This man is the definition of speed. He is the best running back currently in the NFL. There is no debate, folks. This man is absolutely fantastic and he's, he gets better every single year, folks. So watch out next year. I don't even want to see him next year. He's going to be real dangerous next year. Holy cow. Number two against the Ravens. This is a walk-off touchdown in overtime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big old strong Derrick Henry once again, just kind of getting up into, you know, the beef of the line and then breaking free and beating everybody. He started to the left, bounces all the way outside to the right. Look how fast that man is, folks. And number one, what's going to be number one? It better be Derrick Henry. We get another look here of the walk-off touchdown in overtime and then play number one against the Bills in week five. Derrick Henry, number one play. Stiff arm Josh Norman into a – that's the number one play? That's what y'all did, not the 95-yard touchdown run? Look, I'm all for a good disrespectful stiff arm. We just saw two of them here by this man, but this is the best play. He uh, stiff arm Josh Norman for like a first down, like five yards. Mm, give me that 95-yard run again for number one. I'll take that one. You can just swap these two plays. I mean, it's a great play. I don't even know if he got the first down. <laughs> but, um, all right, all right. A little disappointed that that was number one. But, overall, this Titans team is real good because of their weapons. They are special, folks. Truly great there in Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what if Ryan Tannehill can elevate his game to kind of get to the Super Bowl and win the game. He needs to elevate elevate his game even more than what he's done these last two seasons for the, for the Titans. But, we'll see if he's able to do so. All righty, moving on, Cam Newton. Uh, he says he's eyeing the starting gig in 2021, saying, quote, there aren't 32 guys better than me. Mm, are we sure about that, Cam? Are we sure about that, Cam? Because, honestly, we were rooting for you at the start of this season, and then you just kept letting us down, 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 never really doing anything that great there. I think you only had, like, three passing touchdowns all season. It really was not good. So let's quickly kind of – let's see – let's investigate this argument. Are there 32 NFL quarterbacks better than Cam Newton, and does he deserve a spot as a starter on an NFL roster? So let's uh, go through every single team. We'll quickly go through – is the starter better than Cam Newton? Yes or no? Simple as that. And we'll go through all the teams here. So Arizona, yes, I'm taking Kyler Murray over Cam Newton. Lamar Jackson, yes, I'm taking him over Cam Newton. Matt Ryan, yes, unfortunately, I think I am taking him over Cam Newton. <clears throat> Josh Allen, absolutely, yes. Um, they're kind of the same quarterback. <laughs> one's just white and one's black. But they're the same quarterback. Big, beef, run, and passing quarterbacks. That's what they can do. So, yes, Josh Allen is better. Teddy Bridgewater, is he better than Cam Newton? 
<sighs> this is interesting. This one's interesting, but I would say, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's been looking pretty good these last couple of seasons. I think they have the same amount of wins this season. I think they have like about five or six wins between each other both. So, yeah, I'll take Teddy B over Cam Newton. Uh, Joe Burrow, absolutely, for the Bengals, is better than Cam Newton. Um, no, okay, whatever quarterback you want to nominate for the Bears here, Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles, they're not better than Cam Newton. So, yes, Cam Newton could go and play in Chicago. I don't think Matt Nagy would do that, but uh, the current quarterbacks there in Chicago, Cam Newton is better than all of them. So, yes, that is at least one spot that uh, Cam Newton is better than their current quarterbacks. The Browns, Baker Mayfield. Hey, I, I kind of like what he's doing in this system here with Kevin Stefanski as the head coach. So, yes, for this system of this one team, Baker Mayfield is better than Cam Newton. Right now, in the system, all that, don't come at me trying to come at, like, stats from four years ago, folks. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'm taking Dak Prescott over Cam Newton. Uh, Broncos and Drew Locke. They, uh, now, this is where, you know, I would say Cam Newton is better than Drew Locke. Uh, probably not by too much. But uh, Drew Locke was throwing a lot of interceptions and not really doing well this season uh, from the season that he had in the 2019 season. So, yeah, all right, we got two teams here that Cam Newton can go to, Chicago and Denver, if they don't draft a quarterback or make any quarterback changes. Cam Newton is is better than both the starting quarterbacks. Uh, Detroit, they just got Jared Goff, and I don't know, man. I still think I rock with Jared Goff over Cam Newton, even though I don't like Jared Goff. Uh, but I do want to see how he flourishes here in Detroit. I don't think I choose Cam Newton over Jared Goff if I already have Jared Goff. Uh, Texans, obviously Deshaun Watson is better than Cam Newton. He's like Cam Newton, like 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. He just doesn't have really the size to um, that Cam Newton has, but he still, he'll take on a defender, no problem. Go up the middle, no problem. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, absolutely better than Cam Newton. Uh, what do we got here in Indianapolis? Carson Wentz? Yeah, I'm taking Carson Wentz over Cam Newton. Yeah, Carson Wentz had one bad season this season. That's fine. I, I like what he's doing in totality of his career. Uh, Rams, what do they got there? They just got uh, Matt Stafford. Yes, he's better than Cam Newton. Not as accomplished as Cam Newton because, you know, Cam Newton's got to the Super Bowl. But I think pure arm talent, I'm taking Matt Stafford. Jacksonville, well, Trevor Lawrence will be better than Cam Newton. That will be a prediction. So he can't go to Jacksonville. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. Now, yes, I don't like Kirk Cousins really that much. I think he really benefited from Stephon Diggs. Maybe, maybe how well... Uh, um, Josh Allen is kind of favoring, you know, Stephon Diggs. We'll see what Josh Allen's able to do if Stephon Diggs isn't there. But, um, yeah, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. Don't really see him being too much better than Cam Newton. Maybe a little bit better. He is, you know, he did throw more than, like, three touchdowns. So, yes, you got to be a little bit better. But uh, I would say they're kind of equal. Um, if Cam Newton wants to go to Minnesota, I don't know how he flourishes. But uh, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, uh, what do we make the call? we got to make the call. Let's say um, – I'll give it to Kirk Cousins. I'll give it to Kirk Cousins. Give me Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton. Um, Patty Mahomes, abs absolutely. Uh, Drew Brees, I mean, you got you to let him finish out his career. So I, I would say, yeah, Drew Brees is better than Cam Newton. <coughs> um, Derek Carr, is he better than Cam Newton? Interesting. He's been having some good seasons here. Just the team has really floundered. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'd take right now Derek Carr over Cam Newton, unfortunately. Daniel Jones, he's up and coming. I like the work that he's been doing this season. I'll take Daniel Jones over Cam Newton. I know I might be crazy for saying that, but I do believe in Daniel Jones. Chargers, obviously, Justin Herbert is already – he's already better than Cam Newton. So, um, Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Well, I take Jalen Hurts over Cam Newton, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Tua, I take Tua over Cam Newton. Uh, 49ers with Jimmy G, I take over Cam Newton. Cam Newton over Cam Newton. I don't know for this Patriots team. I think you stay with Cam Newton if you can. Uh, Seahawks, yes, absolutely. Russell Wilson, a thousand percent better. Sam Darnold is not better than Cam Newton. I'll take Cam Newton over Sam Darnold. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. Uh, Tom Brady, yes. Big Ben, yes. Terry, uh, not um, Taylor Heineke. I think I take Taylor Heineke over Cam Newton. He really impressed me in their playoff game this season. And then Ryan Tannehill over Cam Newton. Yeah, I got to give it to Cam Newton. I got to give it to Ryan Tannehill here. So really, really only kind of three quarterbacks are definitely better. Or Cam Newton is definitely better than about three quarterbacks. Drew Locke, Mitch Trubisky. What was the last one we said he could possibly go to? Minnesota, maybe, maybe. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. Cam Newton was definitely confident. What was the phrasing here? There aren't 32 guys better than me. Yes, there aren't 32 guys. It's about like 28, 27. But um, yeah, well, I mean, this was his chance this season in New England. I really don't know which team looks at that film in New England and goes like, yeah, this is our guy. We can definitely make him work. I just don't know about it. So we'll see where he goes. He wants to play. He wants to prove himself. Got called out by a guy in high school. Obviously, can't go out like that. So we see, we'll see. we see if he gets picked up by anywhere. But uh, I don't think it's too promising. Alrighty, here we go. Colts news wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. told TMZ he won't give up his number 11 jersey to Carson Wentz. Quote, he saw how locked in I was to number 11, and he was like, that's cool, bro. I'm probably going to switch anyway. So once again, kind of the leadership that Carson Wentz is, you know, kind of showing here in Indianapolis. Oh, Michael Pittman, you still want number 11? I know I wear number 11, but um, yeah, I was probably going to switch anyway. You can keep it. Yeah, no worries there. So Carson Wentz making the wide receivers comfortable here. Now, uh, I mean, uh, Michael Pittman, I am I am a big fan of him as a wide receiver, uh, but I, I would say you should probably give the quarter, the number to the quarterback. But uh, hey, Michael Pittman wants to keep it. Carson Wentz say that's cool bro i'm probably gonna switch anyway hey you know just kind of winning over your teammates hey michael Pittman's like yeah that man's cool he could have taken the number from me i mean he's the quarterback he's he kind of has first choice it's kind of like an unspoken rule uh but uh, yeah you let me keep it so yeah i'm gonna rock with this man i'm gonna die for this man i'm gonna go and catch this ball over the middle for this man because he let me keep this number so uh we'll see if this number if this is going to be a controversy i don't really see it being so i think it's kind of actually kind of a great kind of leadership thing that carson west is doing not taking number 11 for michael Pittman jr um but, yeah, that's a little story there. <laughs> Moving on. Here we go. Deshaun Watson giving back to his hometown of Gainesville, Georgia. You know what football team is in Georgia? Atlanta, the Falcons. I want to see Deshaun Watson go to Atlanta. It's perfect. That's his hometown. They've got great wide receivers. He's giving back to the city, folks. Deshaun Watson, I want to see him in Atlanta. It makes the most sense, in my opinion. It's his hometown. Great wide receivers. He doesn't want to be in uh, Houston anymore. Go to Atlanta, baby. Uh, we'll see if he goes there. We are. We already know kind of the rumors about him possibly going to Carolina. But um, I want to see that man in Atlanta, truthfully. 
Alrighty, here we go. Basketball news. Um, just once again, I mean, just talk about Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, and this is why you want this man on your team. Everybody speaks so highly of him. It's just he kind of plays out of control just a little too much, kind of well, like what we say. But here we go. Bradley Beal on Russell Westbrook, quote, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. You can say that because of his approach. He loves basketball. Yes, absolutely. We can easily tell this man loves basketball. Just giving it a thousand percent literally every night where we see everybody else taking games off. Kawhi Leonard, load management. Russell Westbrook is like, no, let me onto the court. Let me just go crazy. Let me just go crazy. Uh, so back to the quote here. He loves basketball. He loves everything about the game. And you really can see it when this man is on the floor. He tries his all. He goes a thousand percent. He gives you all the energy. And this is why you still want this man on your team, even though he's not, you know, the best decision maker. He plays a little out of control sometimes. The turnovers are obviously a huge factor with his game. We talk about it every day. Uh, so it's unfortunate, but you know, it, you know, good comes with the bad and bad comes with the good. And Russell Westbrook, he loves the game. He's a leader. He's somebody that you want in your locker room fighting for your team, putting it all on the line because he will go out there and do it for the squad. He will do it for every teammates he's got. So just once again, we don't like to clown Russell Westbrook too much on the show. Uh, when we, you know, when we see some, you know, not great play, we do call it out, but we also bring up the good and all of his teammates love him. We see it every day and uh, we get these quotes by Bradley Beal respected player there. Alrighty, and then last night the Timberwolves were over their head coach and have dismissed Ryan Saunders. Unfortunate for them. Um, I mean, the Timberwolves, they're slacking a little bit. Uh, you know, they've been competitive ever since Carl Anthony Towns has came back, but they're losing these games close, and the Timberwolves are kind of saying to themselves, this is a coaching issue. Yeah, I know, our, obviously our talent isn't great, but it's good enough to be winning some of these closer games, and they're going to be taking a look at replacing their head coach, which they've already done, actually, and they hired Chris Finch. Here we go. The Minnesota Timberwolves are hiring Toronto Raptors assistant coach Chris Finch as the new head coach on a multi-year contract. So what do we know about the Raptors? We know Nick Nurse is a head coach, elevating all the play of his team, of his kind of role players there. And hey, if you know if all the coaches are like what Nick Nurse is, I'm sure it's not just Nick Nurse being the only great coach there. I'm sure it's everybody elevating all of their players up into the standard. So this is an absolute great hire for the Timberwolves. Wolves, you get somebody from Toronto who knows how to elevate role players into really kind of spectacular talent, and that's what Minnesota all have. They have one superstar in Carl Anthony Towns, and then everybody else is just role players. So hopefully Chris Finch can kind of turn this team around. Let's check their standings real quickly. Let's see if this man can try to make a playoff push. I don't know if he can because we know that they are last in the West. Uh, so here we go. Timberwolves have seven wins, and they are, oh man, they are currently nine games out nine and a half games out from the eighth seed so it's obviously a huge crawl crawl back don't know if they can get there but hey you know you're building for the future maybe you can show some good things at this kind of back two-thirds of the season but um yeah i think it's going to be a great hire here he's worked with toronto he now he's with the timberwolves kind of a same team there Alrighty, and then the last story to talk about quickly, Boston's Marcus Marr is likely rehabbing his left calf through the All-Star break March 5 through 10 with hopes of returning for the start of the season second half, and the Celtics need him desperately back. Um, you know, with him out, now, you know, they get a little bit deeper off the bench because we got to elevate somebody off the bench into the starting position. They're blowing leads now. They're not getting leads. We just saw them lose against the Pelicans in absolutely dramatic fashion, blowing really a 
20 point lead like really late into the, the third quarter so not really great there so definitely need Marcus Smart back he's kind of their third option scoring offensively him or Kemba Walker take your pick at their number three score but uh, yeah Kemba Walker or uh, Marcus Smart definitely needs to be back in the starting lineup for the Celtics and the Celtics also need to go and kind of get another big here it's not just you know Marcus Smart comes back and they're instantly back at being good no they need another kind of big piece a nice big beef down low to help him out a little bit but yeah Marcus Smart he can hit the three he plays good defense he's a good facilitator on the floor he's not selfish and you know he can get you out out to some really great hot starts I mean we've seen this man hit you know two of three three of three from the three in the first quarter and just elevating their play a little bit right off the rip so that's what this man can bring to the team good defense decent three-point shooting and uh, that's what the Celtics need Alrighty, um, those are all the stories we needed to talk about today. Let's head over to the NBA. We'll quickly kind of overview all the games, go a little bit deeper into the stats, do our moneymaker for today's games, and then we'll go into our NFL draft prospect of the day from Penn State. Linebacker, give you all another clue here if you're still tuning in. Um, so here we go. This is what happened yesterday in the NBA. Celtics, as we just said, losing to the Pelicans when they had a big old lead. It was about 20 points with about four minutes left in the third quarter. They blow it. It goes into overtime. Jason Tatum hit a clutch shot to go into overtime. We've got the shot when we talk about the game, but um, when we talk about the stats of the game. But um, in just in overtime, Pelicans get it done. So great win here by the Pelicans and a bad loss here by the Celtics. Um, so we'll see uh, how these two teams continue. But this is a great kind of starting platform for the Pelicans to really start rolling a little bit, start streaking. I want to see a three, four, five game win streak from this team because it's like, yeah, they kind of, you know, flounder against the better teams, beating the easy teams. They just beat the Celtics, kind of a mediocre kind of middle team here. I want to see them start to step it up and streak out some wins here. So we'll see if the Pelicans can do that. Thunder and the Cavs in the Thunder absolutely blow out the Cavs 117-101. Get Jared Allen off the Cavs, man. That's all I can say. That's all that I, I don't care about anybody else on this Cavs team besides Jared Allen. He's so good. His talents are being wasted. He had an absolute monster game. When we look at the stats, you'll be like, damn, damn, this man can play. And yes, sir, he can. So Jared Allen's the only good guy on the Cavs. Shea Gillis-Alexander had a great game for the Thunder. That's why they win the game 117-101. Alrighty, Magic in the Pistons. This was one of our, mm, was this one of our moneymaker picks? I think it was, yeah. Magic minus three or something like that. They went easy here. Nine point win for them. Uh, Jokic just doing really great in this Pistons team. Oh, they only have Jeremy Grant. Yeah, he had a decent game, but no other great pieces on Detroit. So two kind of, you know, not great teams here. Magic are kind of streaking a little bit. So we do kind of want to keep our eyes on them. But we know this Pistons team isn't anything that great. All right, Raptors in the 76ers, absolutely fantastic win for the Raptors last night. Getting it done defensively, clutch shots in the fourth quarter, getting it done all around as a team. So, hey, I told y'all I was this close of putting the Raptors in the top 10. This was the win that finally proved it for me and finally is making me do a little impromptu in our power ranking. So we are just removing the Warriors straight up at number 10 and replacing them with the Raptors. Super impressive what they've done. They took, They were a little slow out of 
the gate, but they have really rocked it up a notch here ever since this last couple two weeks of play. What are they on, like a seven, eight game win streak? Or at least like seven and uh, eight and two in their last 10? What do we got here? Seven and three in their last 10, four game winning streak, just beat the 76ers absolutely fantastically well done. So Raptors are the new number 10 team in our NBA power rankings. As we said, we switched out the uh, the Warrior, the Raptors for the War, the Warriors for the Raptors. Does that make sense? We swapped out the Warriors for the Raptors. Yes. So, very well done to the Raptors. We'll talk about it. Joel Embiid trying to get it done. He had a great game, but who did not step up for the 76ers? We will try to investigate. Is it Dennis Green? Is it Sethis Curry? It's got to be one of those two because we know that they never step up consistently or all together. So, we'll see who did not step up here against the Raptors. All right, great win for the Knicks here, winning 103-99 over the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves lose. They fire their coach. Not the greatest there. But, um, yeah, loving everything about this Knicks team. Solid win here against the Timberwolves. This rising Timberwolves team and the Knicks are just collectively great. So we'll look at their stats. Is the bench still getting it done? We'll see when we look at the stats. Nuggets and the Hawks and the Hawks upset the Nuggets a little bit here very well done Trey Young an absolutely beautiful game trying to get back to what he did kind of earlier in the season kind of lost it these last couple two maybe even three weeks haven't really played that well but getting back on track here with a nice win over the Nuggets 123-115. Nets Clippers, another game in our moneymaker here that we hit absolutely fantastic. We tell you every single time if the Nets are ever getting points, whether it's only one or half a point, you always take it. We ended up getting them plus six and a half. They went outright. We know the Nets any given night. I give them a huge, great chance of winning. I probably favor them probably like 70% chance of winning any given game. It doesn't matter who it is. As long as, you know, at least one of the big three are playing, I'm taking the Nets with the points against whoever it is. I don't care. Don't don't care the points. Don't care the opponent. As long as one of the big three are playing, I'm taking the points with the Nets. It pays off all the time. Just paid off last night. Nets getting six and a half points. Didn't even need it. They win by four outright, and uh, they beat the Clippers. So very well done. This Nets team is good. Take the points whenever you can. Not a great performance by the Clippers, unfortunately, getting the loss here. Uh, but we know this Nets team is real dangerous. And then the last game of the night, Bucks finally, you know, winning, <laughs> streaking together. Is this two wins or is this their first win after their big old skid? All right, their second win after their big old, what was it, like six-game losing streak? Really, really not great. But um, Bucks on track here, staying on track, beating the Kings 128-115. Unfortunately, like we said, I think it's a little over for this Kings team. They had a little magic early on in the first uh, first quarter, first third of the season, but they've really lost it here in the second third, not getting it done. Bucks getting it done down low the threes I think we're hitting all day too so we'll go a little deeper into the stats in a second but uh, very well done to the Bucks getting the win all right let's go a little bit deeper into these stats now we'll go all the way back up to the first game the Pelicans and the Celtics and here we go here is Tatum sending the game into overtime an absolutely clutch performance by him unfortunately couldn't continue it up in overtime unfortunately but here we go Jason Tatum gets the inbound ball down to with seven seconds left gets immediately pressured just goes drives hits a little bank shot not even a bank shot he just hit it just hit it falling to the left hitting the shot cash money with 0.2 seconds left. We'll call it an official buzzer beater as well. Let's watch it one more time. Just, I mean, four seconds right now. He's at really kind of midcourt. He just goes and drives. 
nice little floater off the left side and it goes in and now they go into overtime just unfortunately couldn't get it done and maintain it into overtime unfortunately so let's talk about these pelicans first brandon ingram 33 points 50 percent shooting absolutely well done and had six rebounds to go along with it this man is super consistent here for this pelicans team and deserves a lot of credit for kind of the success the pelicans are having the season Obviously, Zion Williamson, he deserves a lot of the credit as well. 28 points, 10 rebounds on 52% shooting. Yes, sir. Eric Bledsoe, 8 points, 3 assists. All right, just kind of trying. He's trying to figure out how he kind of can score in this offense when he's kind of he's kind of really the number 4 option. Obviously, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson are number 1 and 2. You can rank them however you want. Lonzo Ball would probably number be number 3. Eric Bledsoe probably number 4 at that point. So, uh, But, yeah, we never really see any big per point performances by him. He only took 6 shots and hit 50%. So, you know, the 8 points isn't that bad, but... But uh, still would like to see him a little bit higher than that. Lonzo Ball, 16 points, 4 assists, and 6 rebounds on 45% shooting. 3 of 6 from 3. Not a bad overall game by him. Josh Hart off the bench, stepping it up. He, this is a, a huge factor of why Pelicans win the game. If Josh Hart can step up off the bench, they usually have a great chance of winning. And that's exactly what he did here. 17 points, 10 rebounds on 50% shooting. Very well done. Unfortunately, J.J. Redick only puts up 4 points. Jackson Hayes, kind of a non-factor off the bench. 3 points. He only took one shot he hit it so very well done but still only three points one rebound we know this man is capable of a little bit more and would love to see this man start to get solid minutes off the bench but great great job by the big three here Williamson Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball all having really good games here and that's why they are able to beat the Celtics now what happened with the Celtics team who did not step up we see that their starting lineup is Kemba Walker at the one Jalen Brown at the two Tatum at the three Tice at the four and Tristan Thompson at the five uh, so didn't obviously work out too well for them Jason Tatum doing what he does you know 32 points nine rebounds only two assists though a little a little light on those assists but still everything else is really great 41% shooting three of seven from three Jalen Brown 25 points nine to six six rebounds absolutely fantastic job he did not shoot well but everything else is pretty good uh the points rebounds assists all there just shooting 30 percent from the field and three of ten from three not the greatest not the greatest and then Kemba Walker once again just really just not great shooting shooting by him either 14 points and four assists but look at this man he took 21 shots and hit 23 percent that's absolutely trash and he hit one of 12 from three stop it with the threes have Jason Tatum take that have Jalen Brown take that I would trust both of them over Kemba Walker Kemba Walker does not know what it is to continually win continuously win games in a row he has no he does not he's never done that in his career because he's been with the trash team his entire career now he goes with the Celtics and he does not know how to win games he doesn't know how to compete he doesn't know how to beat the better team so he still needs to figure that out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both know how to do that they need to start teaching Kemba Walker to do that because he is kind of hurting them a lot here he's not shooting well at all Alrighty, off the bench what do we got here Aaron Nesmith 
10 points, four rebounds off the bench on 75% shooting. Not bad there. Semi Ulige back to only 14 minutes. Remember, we thought that they had a great kind of system as Semi Ulige at the four. Unfortunately, Brad Stevens goes back to having him only 14 minutes off the bench, and he only put up three points. So don't know what's going on with him in this rotation, but this is not working. The Daniel Tice at the four, the Tristan Thompson at the five, this does not work. When we look at Daniel Tice's stats, I mean, 5.6 rebounds on 28% shooting, not the greatest. I know he's just out there purely kind of for the defense aspect. I get that, but you still need to have great, good production on something else just besides the defense, unfortunately, because he's not the best defender either. So, you know. Not great there. Tristan Thompson, 14 points, 9 rebounds. I think he is the best big on this team. I think I would have Tristan Thompson still start the 5 when everybody's healthy and back in the starting lineup. Not a big fan of Daniel Tice, but Tristan Thompson can get it, get it done def decently um, on the offensive end. So Celtics just missing that last piece. They need that other kind of third great piece. Kemba Walker, we thought it was going to be him. It hasn't really been him. And it's really just still Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown trying to do everything and getting really no help from anybody else. Alrighty, let's move on to Cavs in the Thunder. We'll start here with the game-winning Thunder team. Shea Gillis-Alexander back on his bullshit here. 31 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds on 60% shooting. Absolutely fantastic. Theo Melendon, 14 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Not bad. Al Horford, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 2 of, two of 4 from 3. Yes, sir, getting it done. Darius Baisley, 4 points, 7 rebounds. And Lugan Stortz back at the 3 here. Still at the three, 10 points, one assist, one rebound, shot 40%. Just a decent night by him. He does really thrive at the two, not really thriving at the three here now that Shea Gillis Alexander is in the starting lineup. All right, Hamidio Diallo off the bench, 15 points, very, very well done. And Mike Muscala, 13 points, five rebounds off the bench, very, very well done. And let's shout out Kenrich Williams, eight points, four steals, four steals, one assist, three rebounds off the bench in 18 minutes of play. This Thunder team, they've got some decent pieces here. Obviously, you know, Shea Gillis Alexander, Dort, L. Horford, a solid kind of, you know, decent three there, a decent kind of big three there. And then, you know, off the bench, I am a big fan of Diallo off the bench. And we just said, you know, Mike Muscala with the 13 points. So some solid pieces by the Thunder team. Um, they can, you know, kind of compete with, you know, the kind of the the middle of the run teams, middle of the pack teams, but, you know, really kind of flounder against the best teams. But, um, yeah, they're a rising team here. They just need to go and get that superstar. They've got all these draft picks that they're saving for. When are they ever going to use them? Because, you know, if you don't use them, then you're only going to have this. This is what you're going to have for the next 10 years. Just decent role players, not getting into the playoffs, not beating the best teams consistently. And, you know, you're just a middle of the run team forever. So you got to do something, got to go and get a superstar. I don't even know who you guys can go and trade for at the trade deadline to try and beef up this team a little bit. Um, it really seems like, you know, Shea Gills Alexander is kind of the man here on this team. So you would have to either, either go for another kind of, you know, a better shooting guard, uh, but you can't take attention away from, you know, Shea Gills Alexander. So it's really kind of tough on what they do here in OKC. Um, just kind of a decent team, I guess. Alrighty, the Cavs now. Man, get to Jared Allen off this team. We'll start here with Jared Allen. Why not? 
26 points, 17 rebounds, 9 of those rebounds offensive. Very, very well done. And look at this, folks. 100% shooting from the field. Very, very well done. Absolutely magnificent game by Jared Allen. We love this man so much. Unfortunately, he may die here a Cav. <laughs> Hopefully not, but... Uh, you know, we got to get this man on a decent contender here. Now, he definitely needs to step it up defensively. I'm not going to say he's the perfect big. He is a good offensive big. Definitely needs to step it up a little bit defensively. But, uh, but other than that, he's doing good here. All right, Colin Sexton, pretty decent game by him. 27 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, only 1 of 6 from 3, but shot 50% overall. So once again, not a bad night by him. Darius Garland also put up 21 points and 8 assists. That's a pretty good game by him on 50% shooting. Isaac Okuru, 12 points, 5 rebounds. Everybody on the starting lineup did pretty good besides C.D. Osman, as we see 6 points on 25% shooting, 0 of 8 from 3. Not the best there, and we know that they have really no great anything on this bench. The leading bench score was JaVale McGee with 4 points. That will never get it done. You need at least one bench player in double-digit scoring. Cavs don't have it here. C.D. Osman let him down on the, off, or on the start lineup as well so unfortunate here for the Cavs they need everybody to step up consistently in the starting lineup to have a chance to win the game they don't do it here they lose the game Alrighty, moving on to the Magic in the Pistons, and uh, let's see if they fix this page yet. Uh, whenever you go to this page, it just says zero for everybody in every single column here, so let's refresh it. Let's see if they fixed it. If not, we have to go to ESPN, which I don't like doing, and they did fix it. Yes, yes. All right. I like NFL's breakdown a little bit better than ESPN, so finally, we can get rid of this tab. Thank God. Don't have to go to that one. All right, so we're back here. Um, all right, let's start here with the Magic because they win. Um, Nikola Vucevic, man. This man is so freaking good when Aaron Gordon is not on the floor. 37 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists on 51% shooting. 2 of 6 from 3, not terrible there. Uh, so 37 points by Vucevic, absolutely fantastic. Evan Fournier getting in on the scoring action as well. 29 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. Great game by him, shooting 46%. Nobody else stepped up in the starting lineup, so not great there. Michael Carter-Williams, we see three points. Uh, Al Farouk Amino, three points. And James Ennis III, three points. So really nothing else great there. Yes, Vucevic had 37 and Fournier had 29, so points are hard to come by. I get it. Uh, off the bench, Terrence Ross, 17 points, four ass three assists, four rebounds. So great night by him on 43% shooting. Um. Yeah, that was really it. That was kind of the game. Just great performances by the the big name here, Vucevic, Fournier stepping up, Terrence Ross stepping up, and they get the win because of it. Now we go to the Pistons. Jeremy Grant, best player on the team we know, and he was the leading scorer of the squad. 24 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists on 50% shooting. Mason Plumlee, 10 points, 7 rebounds. Sadiq Bey, 8 points, eight or 11 points, 8 rebounds. Decently well there. Didn't shoot well, 3 of 10 from the field and 3 of 10 from the 3, so only attempted 3-pointers here. Uh, but yeah, Sadiq Bey, up and coming, decent, decent player here. If he's putting up 10 points, 10 plus points, we can definitely get behind that, especially when he has eight assists with this. So great, great by that. But then these guards really didn't get it done. Dennis Smith Jr. Only six points and two assists. Wayne Ellington, three points, three assists. Not going to get it done. They did have decent contribution from Josh Jackson off the bench with 17 points and 10 rebounds. Absolutely great. But he didn't shoot well at 30% and 0 of 6 from 3. And then we get uh, Say Ben Lee with 12 points, five assists, and four rebounds. Not bad by that. 
But as we, I mean, when you just compare these uh, these stats and these numbers, they just don't have a big, they don't have that superstar that will go and get you 35, 30 plus points every single game like Vucevic does for the Magic. Yes, Jeremy Grant is good, but he's not a consistent, great scoring superstar at the number four position, unfortunately, here for the Pistons team. But uh, yeah, Pistons lose. Nothing great here. Jeremy Grant's good. We're trying to keep an eye on Sadiq Bay, but uh, just nothing great in Detroit, unfortunately. All right, moving on to, yes, sir, Raptors in the 76ers. We just moved the Raptors into the top 10 based on this performance, so very well done. DeAndre Bembry is still in the starting lineup because Kyle Lowry is still not playing, and they still are winning games. Absolutely fantastic. Everybody else is stepping up, even when Kyle Lowry is not there. So let's start here. DeAndre Bembry, eight points. Only two assists, though. He hit 100% of his shots, so, you know, the eight points isn't too bad there. Would have liked to see him get a little bit more Assist at the starting kind of one in Kyle Lowry's space, but still, uh, only 19 minutes of play for this man, stepping it up, doing all he can, trying not to do too much, just trying to be a game manager, I can definitely respect it. So well done to DeAndre Bembry, getting it done in the starting lineup. Fred Van Vliet, 23 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, 5 of 10 from the 3. 46% shooting. Good night by him. Siakam at the five here. Flourishing at the five. Is this is this him flourishing at the five? Kind of a little bit. 23 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Great game. Shot 44%. Norman Powell at the four here. 11 points, two rebounds. And OG Ananubi at the three. 10 points and six rebounds. So all the starters really stepping it up. Fred Van Vliet, Siakam. These are the two players, especially without Kyle Lowry, that need to step it up. And they both put up 23. I can definitely get behind that now they did have some solid contributions off the bench as well um Aaron Baines eight points five rebounds not too bad there Terrence Davis eight points three assists four rebounds two steals once again kind of a great night by him as well and then Chris Boucher 17 points five rebounds off the bench in only 25 minutes so really great contributions off the bench everybody you know eight to you know we wanted to see you, obviously, in double-digit points, but, you know, eight will count it kind of close to the double digits. So two players in eight, one player in 17. The stars that you need to step up, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, both doing that. Norman Powell having a decent game. Obviously not a great game, like, uh, by his standards of what he's been doing in these last kind of, you know, last week of games. But still a solid contribution of 11 points. Still getting it done a little bit there. So not a bad overall performance by the Raptors. They get it done in the fourth quarter. And they win the game over the 76ers. Now let's see what happened with the 76ers team. Because honestly, they really shouldn't have lost to this Raptors team, unfortunately. But they did. So let's see why. Let's start with Joel Embiid. 25 points, 17 rebounds. He didn't shoot well. He was kind of getting locked up down low. As we see, he shot 30% from the field. Not great, especially when you're only taking three three-pointers. So he's usually all the way down low. He did take 14 free throws, but still kidding getting locked up a little bit down low by Ananubi and Siakam down low. So kind of good defensive performance holding to Joel Embiid at 25 points. That gives you a chance to win the game. Ben Simmons back in the starting lineup here, 28 Absolutely fantastic points. Five assists, nine rebounds on 81% shooting. Ben Simmons is back, baby. Uh, Seth Curry, 12 points, six assists. Not too bad by him. We'll take that. Tobias Harris, 13 points, seven assists, four rebounds. A little light on him. We usually see him about, you know, 17 to 20 plus points. So a little light with the 13. And then Danny Green, nine points, five steals, two blocks. 
One assist, two rebounds. He shot 50% from three. He went three of six from three, so not bad overall by him. It's just um, the bench didn't really do anything. So the starters really kind of all got it done. I'm not too upset by these starters here. Yes, Seth Curry could have went for, for probably, you know, three more points. Danny Green could, de could have definitely went for like three or four more points. Tobias Harris could have went for about five to seven more points here. Uh, so, but I'm not going to knock them. Everybody else, I mean, they had good points and they all, you know, contributed in uh, other areas besides just points, you know, either defense, assists, blocks, all that, rebounds, all of that. So kind of a decent game here by the starting lineup. Not too bad. Obviously, as we see, Matisse Dybul putting up no points. That is kind of a problem, even though he only took one shot off the bench. We do kind of need something else from him. Uh, Shake Milton, nine points. Decent there, but he was a minus 24 on the floor. Just a defensive liability at this point. Same thing with uh, Thibuel and Dwight Howard off the bench in only 10 minutes. no Or four points, five rebounds, and a minus three on the floor. So, And then we get Kirk Maz. Only playing two minutes, so a little light on his rotation as well. We usually see him a little bit better. So, um, yeah, Raptors get the win, get it done in the fourth quarter. Unfortunate for the 76ers team, man. They are kind of floundering here a little bit. Five and five in their last ten. That's nothing too great. That's not something I can get, um, you know, kind of behind here. And that's why they've been f falling in our power rankings decently here. We know they've got kind of the MVP front runner so far. It's just they need constant uh, they need somebody else to start stepping it up off the bench because it is still a decent starting lineup. Alrighty, let's move on. What's the next game up here? Where are we at? Here we go. Knicks and the T-Wolves. Let's go to the Knicks now. Getting it done. Yes, sir. Uh, Julius Randle, an absolutely great game here. 25 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists on 50% shooting. RJ Barrett, 21 points, only one assist, four rebounds on 50% shooting. Both of those getting it done. And then everybody else in the starting lineup, at least 10 points here. Reggie Bullock, 10 points, two rebounds. Uh, Nerlens Noel, 10 points, nine rebounds. Alfred Payton, 11 points, seven assists on 50% shooting. So, I mean, they all, literally all the starters shot 50% besides Reggie Bullock, who shot 37. Julius Randle, 50. Nerlens Noel, 50. RJ Barrett, 50. Alfred Payton, 50. So that's pretty good by the starters here. Everybody getting it done, and you can rely on the bench a little bit, although the bench did not really step up too big here. Derrick Rose, only four points, two assists, one rebound, not the best there. Emmanuel quickly only played nine minutes, and he only had five points, so that's why. Taj Gibson, two points. He did have seven rebounds, though, so I'll give him that. Obi Toppin, two points. So no real great contribution here off the bench. Luckily for the Knicks, all the starters got it done, and, uh, you know, the Timberwolves didn't really get it done. So they kind of escape a little bit. Definitely need to see this bench put up way more points than what they did here for or Alex Burks put up 13, so I guess we can get beyond that. 13 points and 6 rebounds. So, makes up a little bit for the lack of Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, and Obi Toppin points here. Barely, barely putting up uh, more than 10 between the three of them. Alrighty, the Timbers, the Timberwolves now. These performances here got the coach fired. This was the last draw. Yes, we know. Carl Anthony Towns is good. 27 points, 15 rebounds on 50% shooting. And then we get Ricky Rubio. A huge game by him. Very well done. 18.6 assists. Anthony Edwards, he needs to start stepping up more. He had one great game and he has floundered ever since then. 12 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds on 27% shooting. Gotta be a little bit better than that. Especially 
especially when you're kind of uh, hailed as kind of the number two scoring option on this team besides Carl Anthony Towns. He's definitely got to step it up a little bit. Jared Vanderbilt, two points, two rebounds, nothing great there. Malik Beasley, six points, four rebounds. Once again, didn't take a lot of shots, so you know that's why he doesn't have a lot of points. But still, points need to come from somewhere, and somebody needs to take it upon themselves to start stepping it up more besides Carl Anthony Towns. Ricky Rubio tried to do it here, but in this league, you need three. You need three stars, three players putting up, you know, 17-plus, basically 22-plus points. And uh, they didn't really get that, that, that here by the T-Wolves. Alrighty, off the bench, anything great? We get Naz Reed, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Kind of a good uh, performance by him off the bench. Jordan McLaughlin, eight, or eight points, six assists, four rebounds in 20 minutes of play. That's not bad. He was a plus five as well, so decent defense there. And uh, that's really it. That was kind of all the bench players have. They have. So hopefully this new coach can start to step it up, can get Anthony Edwards you know, into that kind of true number two role consistently here for the team. And uh, if they can get D'Angelo Russell back, Maybe they can make a run. Maybe. It's hard, as we said. I mean, what did we say? They were like nine nine games out from that number eight spot. So they have a lot of work ahead of them. They they have some decent pieces. They've got the pieces. If Ricky Rubio comes off the bench, not when D'Angelo Russell comes back, if Anthony Edwards can start to step it up a little bit more, that would be a solid, solid three. D'Lo, Carl Anthony Townsend, Anthony Edwards. That's a good pretty three there. And then Ricky Rubio off the bench, who can facilitate the floor off the bench as a true guard. So, um They've got some they've got some potential, some upside, but they need to start showing it. Alrighty, now we go to Hawks and the Nuggets. Let's start here with the winning Hawks team. Trey Young, 35 points, 15 assists, 6 rebounds on 52% shooting. Got to the line 13 times, hit 11 of them. Very well done. Clint Capella, 22 points, 10 rebounds. John Collins, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Very well done. Cam Reddish, 8 points, 4 rebounds. Not the best. Could have been a little bit better than that. Kevin Huter, 11 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Once again, shot 62%, so not bad by him as well. And the bench stepped up decently here. Two players in double-digit scoring. So here we go. Danilo Gallinari, 12 points, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 5... Or, let's do this again. 12 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Great night by Danilo Gallinari. And then Tony Snell off the bench as well, 12 points. Very well done. And then, what else do we get here? Onika... Okongwa, nine points off the bench. So good, decent performance here off the bench. That's what this kind of Hawks team needs. They also need, you know, the three other starters besides Clint Capella and Trey Young to step it up. And they all kind of did that here. John Collins, 12. Kevin Huter, 11. Cam Reddish, 8. Not, the, not too bad there. So they all get it done here. Great contributions off the bench. Hawks are able to get the win. Now, why did the Nuggets lose? We know, you know, some of their players were out, um, you know, um, who is it? Um, Paul Millsap, somebody else <laughs> out for out for the Nuggets here. So Jamal Murray, thirty points, four assists, four rebounds on fifty-five percent shooting, three of eight from three. Not the worst there. Jokic only fifteen points though, so a little light on him. Six assists and ten rebounds, all great there. He shot thirty-three percent, so a little bit locked up down low. A little bit locked up down low. 
Michael Porter Jr., t- 10 points, 3 rebounds on 57% shooting, 1 of 3 from 3. So didn't take a lot of shots, but, you know, if he wants to uh, start to step it up, this is a time to step it up. You are kind of missing two starters here. They have to, you know, elevate Will Barton and Zeke Ninjaji into the starting lineup. So Michael Porter Jr., got to start to step it up a little bit more. Um yeah, just a little bit more, man. Just a little bit more. Um, all right, so Will Barton, 15 points. Great night by him. Three assists, three rebounds, st- stepping it up there. And Zeke Ninjaji, seven points, three rebounds. Just all right there. They did. Oh, we get Bol Bol in t- for 12 minutes. That's what we love to see. Yes, sir. Finally. Finally, he's getting some play here. Some minutes off the bench. So we'll start here with Bol Bol. Why not? Five points, one steal, one assist. He only played 12 minutes. Didn't play a lot. Definitely should have played a little bit more. Should be playing a little bit more. But a Decent uh, 12 minutes there. Decent 12 minutes. Uh, Facundo Capazzo off the bench, 16 points. Very well done. And Monte Morris, 15 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds all off the bench. Yes, he played 32 minutes, which is a lot, but still got it done. Just unfortunately lose this close one against the Hawks. Um, just Ice Trey went kind of crazy there with the 35 points and 15 assists, just getting it done. So getting it done in the points column, very well done. Nuggets, I mean... I don't know, man. They're a good team. I do like rooting for this Nuggets team, but they always don't bring it every night. They lose close games. I know, you know, they were missing two players here tonight, but uh, still need to make it work. They've still got so many pieces here. They should not be losing to this Hawks team, honestly. Alrighty, last two games, Clippers and the Nets. Yes, sir, Nets get the win, plus six and a half. Always take the points, folks. I will reiterate that every day on the show. I do not care. James Harden, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Stepped it up a little bit in the scoring department. You know, why not? Kyrie Irving. 28 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Very well done. Uh, James Harden shot better than Kyrie. Kyrie, what's up with that? You know, you want to be the main scorer here, and James Harden's outscoring you while putting up basically the same amount of rebounds and better shooting percentage on less shots. Come on, come on. Um, Basically the same shots, 26 shots for Kyrie Irving, 25 shots for James Harden. All right, what else do we get here? Joe Harris steps it up, 13 points. That's exactly kind of where you need him to be. Uh, DeAndre Jordan off the bench, 13 points, 11 rebounds. He's really making it work off the bench. Jeff Green, we see the starting five here. Five points, one rebound, just trying to get it done on the defensive end as we see a minus one in the plus minus. Not the greatest, especially when you win. You really don't want to see any of your starters in the minus. But um, Jeff Green, only a minus one. We can kind of look past it a little bit. And then Bruce Brown, 13 points, 4 steals, 2 assists, and 8 rebounds. So this team is still deep, folks. Even without Kevin Durant, they can still get it done. Alrighty, yeah, that was really it. Just DeAndre Jordan really scoring for them off the bench. Laundry Shamit couldn't really do anything. Only three points on 14% shooting, and TLC only played five minutes, got no points. So the starters all getting it done. Great job by DeAndre Jordan off the bench, and they are able to beat the Clippers. Not great by them. Here we go. Let's see what they did. Now, no real help from anybody else besides their starter. Besides their stars. Kawhi Leonard, 29 points, 13 rebounds on 47% shooting. Paul George, 34 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. We see Serge Ibaka, 8 points, 8 rebounds. Not too bad by him. But then Patrick Beverly, only 5 points. Nicholas Batum, 3 points. Just not going to get it done. Lou Williams off the bench, 5 points on 18% shooting. Not getting it done. The only good contributor off the bench was really Zubak 13 points and 8 rebounds in 20 minutes of play that's very 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 fantastic Terrence Mann 
six points. Marcus Morris, five points, two rebounds. Just they didn't get that other spark that they needed that this Clippers team needs. And, I mean, when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are in the starting lineup, nobody likes to step up. I don't know if it's just kind of, you know, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're kind of ball dominant, and, you know, there's your stars, so you try to give them the ball the more, and, you know, you pass up shots for yourself. But uh, not great by the Clippers, still kind of blowing games. This Nets team, I mean, ever since, you know, the when they got the lead kind of either, you know, mid-second quarter or late-second quarter, they didn't, never looked back held on to it for the rest of the game, closed out the fourth quarter very well. That's what the Nets can do. They can close games. They can make runs. And this is a great Nets team. This Nets team is real great, folks. They've got hitters everywhere, everywhere. All right, and then the last game of the night, Kings and the Bucks. Let's start here with the Bucks. Let's see why they won this game. We'll start with Giannis, 38 points, 18 rebounds on 47% shooting, only took two threes. That's what we love to see because he doesn't hit them very well. And 19 of 24, he got to the line 24 times and hit 80%. That's what we're talking about. I'll give this man five missed free throws. I've got no problem with that if he's taking 24. So great night by Giannis. Absolutely magnificent. Great night by freaking Chris Middleton as well. 32 points, six, six assists, eight rebounds, four steals, two blocks on 60% shooting. Absolutely well done. So the big two step it up here. Absolutely dominant performances. These are absolutely amazing performances for for these two players. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 6 points, 8 rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo, 16 points. That's what we're talking about. Why do all these players start, like, step up? Like, the number threes, the number fours, when the number one and two just have absolutely out of their mind games. And, like, you would say there's, like, it's hard to find solid points when two players just put up 70 combined, so it's hard for everybody else to score. But Dante DiVincenzo has, like, his best game here, 16 points, 3 assists. Um... On 58% shooting, this is when he steps it up. We just saw that by Michael Porter Jr. When Jamal Murray dropped his 50-point game, it's like that's when we don't need y'all to step up, but you do. It's just like, can we? You can y'all start to step up when the one and two just don't have, you know, they have kind of a lackluster game. So Dante Givincenzo finally gets it done. Pat Connaughton, once again, kind of finally gets it done off the bench. 12 points, 6 rebounds. Not bad by him on 75% shooting. Uh, Brian Forbes, 10 points off the bench as well. So all these players were able to find points. Even freaking Bobby Portis put up 8 points and 8 rebounds when everybody else was scoring points and getting rebounds. But, um, you know, everybody wants to have fun when, uh, you know, you've got some kind of wiggle room to play with, with uh, Giannis and Chris Milton going wild. So Bucks are able to get the win. Kings still a sliding here, very lackluster. De'Aaron Fox, only 13 points on 29% shooting, but he healed. But uh, uh, let's go back to De'Aaron Fox real quick. 13 points, he did have 10 assists, so let's shout that out. Uh, Buddy healed, abs once again, just not stepping it up. 13 points on 23% shooting. Raquan Holmes, kind of a good game by him, 11 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Marvin Bagley, 12 points, 6 rebounds. And Daquan Jeffries, 18 points, 6 rebounds. He led the team in scoring. You can't have that when you've got Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox on your squad. Alrighty, Tyrese Halliburton, he steps up, though. Super impressed by this man every freaking time. He is the rookie. Uh, potential, potential rookie of the year, maybe, potentially, if he can, you know, get elevated into the starting lineup. But he's having real great success here off the bench. 23 points, led the team in scoring off the bench. Eight assists, 
Five rebounds, two steals, one block on 62% shooting from the field. Absolutely magnificent. So Tyrese Halliburton definitely got to start getting him into the starting lineup a little bit more, kind of like what LaMelo Ball did. He proved himself on the bench. That kind of Hornets team is nothing great. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs if they don't kind of do something drastic. Same thing with this Kings team. Not going to make the playoffs if you don't do anything drastic. And you got to start having Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup. He's still He's playing starting minutes with 34, so just make the switch see how he fares um but yeah I mean this Kings team they've got some nice pieces big fan of De'Aaron Fox big fan of Buddy Heald I'm loving Tyrese Halliburton big fan of Hassan Whiteside off the bench I think he's a definitely solid big there um off the bench but um they're not winning games they've lost their magic ever since you know they were on this big old losing streak I don't want to even say it but I think they are on a 10 game losing streak no, that's the Cavs. <laughs> the Cavs are on a 10-game losing streak. Forgot to bring that up when we were talking about them. Uh, the Kings are just on a 7-game losing streak. No big deal there. So, Kings got to definitely get it figured out. Cavs definitely, definitely got to get it figured out. But uh, the Mavericks, or the Ma the Bucks, the Bucks win. They beat the Kings 128-115. Alrighty, so that was the NBA from last night. Let's see what's on deck for today. All right, any primetime games? No primetime games. No nationally televised games, unfortunately. Uh, so everything's on League Pass or NBA TV. We got Rockets, Bulls, Grizzlies, Mavs, Heat, Thunder. I think I might like that Heat game. We might be able to get some good value here. Uh, Trailblazer Suns. Ooh, interesting there. Uh, that's going to be tough to pick a winner there. That line's probably like Suns minus five. And that, that's going to be tough to take. Probably stay away from that game. Hornets, Jazz, Wizards, Lakers. Ooh, Wizards. Wizards, Lakers, that should be good. And uh, unfortunately, Spurs and Pacers is still postponed. All right, so let's go to DraftKings. Let's get these lines up to date. Let's hit a moneymaker, folks. These last three days, we're only missing one. We're hitting three of four. We're hitting two of three. We're going to get back on track someday, someday, and it's going to be today. I'm calling it. So here we go. Let's see if we can get any great value for our moneymaker today. Bulls, Rockets, Rockets plus one. I don't even care anymore, man, about this Rockets team. We were talking about them heavy, but um, ever not ever since you know we know they want to trade Demarcus Cousins, it's gonna be over at this point. They're gonna have no great big. We need Christian Wood back. Um, don't know his timetable, but let's see these out for the Rockets. We get Victor Oladipo game time decision. Demarcus Cousins game time decision. I mean, they don't want to. They're not gonna play Demarcus Cousins, folks. I mean, they're looking to trade him. You're not going to injure a tr valuable trade asset who has a very big history of being injured you rest him until he's gone and then you kind of breathe a sigh of relief saying thank god he did not get injured on our watch so demarcus cousins is isn't going to play victor oladipo who knows? Who knows if he's going to play or not? So we we got to stay away from this one. I don't care about this Rockets team anymore. And it kills me to say that because I was a big fan of this Rockets team. But uh, they're getting rid of pieces. Nobody wants to play every single game. So we're over them. So we stay away from Bulls, Rockets. Definitely not ready to start taking Bulls minus any points. And, you know, Rockets, uh, we just told y'all. <laughs> Alrighty, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Grizzlies plus five, Mavericks minus five, Grizzlies plus five is calling me a little bit, folks. We know the Grizzlies step up against kind of middle of the pack competition, and this Mavs team is definitely middle of the pack competition. Uh, both in the West fighting for that kind of ninth, tenth, eighth seed. We get uh, Grizzlies the ninth in the West and the Mavs eight, the tenth at the West, so... 
huge show up here. No Dylan Brooks. He's still out for the Ma for the uh, Grizzlies, unfortunately. For the Mavericks, everybody is good to go. That Dylan Brooks injury, his outness is going to kind of make us steer away from this one. If Dylan Brooks was playing, I think I do like the Grizzlies, but uh, I think we're going to stay away from this one. We may come back to this one if we don't get any good value anywhere else. Grizzlies plus five is decent. It's a decent take, but we'll see if we get anything better. Blazers, Suns, Blazers plus six. We What do we call it? Five? We thought it would be five. Suns minus six here. Play, Blazers plus six is definitely interesting. I love the way the Blazers play. Let's see if everybody's good to go for this Blazers team. Everybody's good to go. Um, so that's good. Obviously, you know, not the usual suspects. McCollum, Nurchich, all of that. We get that. Um, so, man, do we take the six there? Let's take the six and see how we feel with it going through the last ones. But uh, whenever you get the Blazers plus the points, it's not obviously like the Nets where you have to take it. To the Bla it's not at that point. But um, it's definitely solid to take them. They're a very solid team. They can make it work. They actually just lost to the Wizards the other night, which is obviously very, very not good. But, um, you know, hey, maybe they step it up and play again, good against the Suns. Suns just had a nice blowout win. Blazers just lost against a team they definitely shouldn't have lost against. Let's see if Dame, Dame Dalla Bill, y'all, uh, steps it up even more. So we'll take the six so far. We'll see if that sticks. Uh, Hornets, Jazz. Hornets plus 12 and a half. Oh, my goodness. We may take that. We may take that. Let's see if everybody's good to go here for both these teams. For the Hornets, everybody's pretty good. For the Jazz, everybody's pretty good. So Hornets plus 12 and a half. Man, woof. Cody Zeller against probably Rudy Gobert. I mean, Cody Zeller has decent success against um you know, Rudy Gobert, decent. Did these teams just play the other night? Yeah, the last time they played, when was this? The last time they played was February 5th, so a couple weeks ago. And uh, the Jazz just absolutely blow them out by uh, 17 points. And the Hornets were at home. Let me look at, uh, let's see what uh, Cody Zeller did. He had six points and seven rebounds. And Rudy Gobert had 15 rebounds. So Cody Zeller was not able to handle uh, kind of uh, Rudy Gobert that much. So 12 and a half here for the Hornets. We are kind of decent fans of this Hornets team. Bigger fans of the Jazz. Gonna stay away from this one. Jazz, Hornets plus 12 and a half. It seems like good value. It does. But this Jazz team is really something special. So we'll stay away from it. Even though the 12 is calling me, folks. The plus 12 is calling me. But we gotta resist the temptation. We know it's not gonna hit. I don't really think that's gonna hit. Alright, let's keep moving on here. Last two games. Heat and the Thunder. Heat minus 6 and a half. Thunder plus 6 and a half. That Thunder plus 6 and a half isn't looking too shabby here either. Let's see if everybody's good to go for both of these squads. Heat. Goran Dragic is still out, unfortunately. Tyler Hero is the game time decision. Interesting there. We just saw him kind of be a little lackluster in the, uh, the his last performance. Uh, Trevor Ariza out. George Hill out for the Thunder of the Classic. So, interesting here. Man. Hmm. Six and a half for the Thunder on a back-to-back. -back. I think we got to stay away from it. All right. The last game of the night. Lakers, Wizards. Wizards plus seven. Man, oh, man. Wizards kind of streaking a little bit. They're on a four-game winning streak. This Lakers team, we know no AD, so no beef down low. 
LeBron game time decision, Markeith Morris game time decision, Dennis Schroeder is still out. He's still out. We're going to take the Wizards plus seven here, y'all. If they don't have Dennis Schroeder, he's out. Kyle Kuzma's a game time decision. LeBron James probably plays. But um, yeah, if you got uh, two of the big three out, Dennis Schroeder, AD, you know how we feel about that. So um yeah all right let's just try and get back on track here let's not try to force anything here nice little two-teamer blazers with six points wizards plus seven points got some decent matchups here we'll take the points in them some solid points here some solid value and we'll live for tomorrow uh, maybe on a bigger money maker if we get better value so let's get this money maker in the books blazers plus six wizards plus seven let's make some money tonight y'all Alrighty, and then our main topic of today, our NFL draft prospect. It is day eight of 73 straight days up until the NFL draft. So that's what we've got on tap today. And our draft prospect that we're going to be looking at is from Penn State. Linebacker, and the man's name is Micah Parsons. Yes, sir, Penn State. Alrighty, he's a 6'3", 245-pound linebacker. Hey, you know, linebacker. Joseph Owens, come on, man. You got to get that weight up. You got decent height at six feet, but he's only 195 pounds. If you want to be a linebacker like Michael Parsons, got to bulk up a little bit. 225, this man's 245. Get beefier, get bigger, and then this man's going to be balling out. So, Micah Parsons here. We're going to be breaking down his stats a little bit, breaking down some film. Got some nice film on this man. Let's see how this man's working. Should our teams that we love so much draft this man first round, first overall pick? Is, does, is he deserving of a first overall pick? Let's see what this man's got. So here we go. Two seasons there at Penn State that he opted out of this season in 2020, unfortunately. So we don't get to see kind of his latest and greatest. Not the greatest. I do want to see you play every single season. I want to see you get better every single season. That is a metric I want to see. I want to see you improving every single season. And if you take this season's off, this season off, we can't really see if you improve from, you know, last season to this season. So a little unfortunate there, but I get I respect the decision to sit out. I don't care if you sit out or not. Um, it ain't my life. If it ain't my money, <laughs> I'll just talk about you. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just talk about you a little bit. Um, alrighty, so here we go. Started in 2018. Played 13 games. Very well done. Some tackles here. 82 total tackles. Um, no fumble recoveries, but two forced fumbles. Very well done. Love seeing that. No de pass defenses either. Uh, but then in 2019, steps it up a little bit more. Still 13 games played. 109 total tackles. Loved seeing that. Five sacks, absolutely fantastic. Five pass defenses, absolutely great. One fumble recovery and four forced fumbles. So not a bad overall kind of career there at Penn State during two seasons. Let's see what he did in the bowl games because we see he got kind of two bowl games here in these seasons. So let's start here in 2018. Let's see what he did in the bowl game against Kentucky. They end up getting the loss. What did he do? 13 total tackles, no fumble recoveries, but he did have a forced fumble. So not a bad performance there by him. I know, you know, you're kind of one peg on the defense, so it is kind of hard to make a true impact, but couldn't beat the Kentucky Wildcats in the Citrus Bowl. Unfortunate. And they just kind of, did they kind of front load the scoring? Yeah, they did kind of front load the scoring. 10 points in the first quarter, 17 points in the third quarter, no points in the fourth quarter allowed by Penn State. So that's not bad. Locking it up defensively in the fourth quarter. I can get behind that. 
Uh, so not a bad performance in the bowl game his first season. But let's go back to 2019 and see if he got better in the bowl game. We know he got better overall as, as the season progressed here, as we see from the freshman to sophomore year. So that's a huge, huge green flag for us. But we also take uh, bowl games into heavy consideration. We want to see you definitely flourish in bowl games. That's kind of our main metric in college football. So here we go in their bowl game in 2019 against Memphis. They end up winning the game. Absolutely fantastic. 14 total tackles. The most he's had all season long. He is tied for most. We see 14 tackles against Michigan as well. So, you know, doing your best in the bowl game. Love seeing that. Uh, two sacks, the most he's had in a game that season. Fantastic as well. Having your best, if you're having your best game in the bowl game, I will give you a thousand percent credit for that. So absolutely great showing so far. Two pass defenses, once again, kind of the best he's had all season, and two forced fumbles. Absolutely magnificent. So fantastic work here in the bowl game against Memphis to get the win. Had his best game of the season, and that's exactly what we want to see from Michael Parsons. So the stats are absolutely great. They're promising. Very well done. Michael Parsons, the stats check out by this man. But we also have to take the film with the stats. So the stats are great. Let's see if the film is as great. So what we've got for the film, we've got a little four-minute highlight clip of his career highlights. Then we got what he did this or last season in 2019. We can't look what he did this season because he obviously didn't play this season. And then we've got the bowl game from last season, 2019 against Memphis. I want to just see how he's work, how he's looking, and kind of you know, but not the big plays. What did, what did he get beat on? What did the other team have real great success in that we won't be able to find on the highlight packages because they're not going to show a burn play in a highlight package. So we'll take this bowl game. We'll watch number 11 because that's what Michael Parsons. Is. We'll just kind of follow him defensively in this kind of college football uh, bowl game, the Cotton Bowl 2019. So we'll watch this as well. But let's start with his highlights. Let's get uh, let's get us rocking on this man a little bit. So, and there also could be some cross cross highlights between his career highlights and the 2019 highlights because he's only played two seasons. But uh, we'll try to uh, you know if they're good and we get to watch them again, that's great. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of go a little quickly. I mean, these are only four minute highlight tapes. I want to try and get a solid 10 minute. Uh, but, you know, you know, linebackers, defensive players, hard to get a lot more highlights. I mean, quarterback, you can get a highlight tape off of two games, 10 minutes, no no problem. Same thing with, like, running backs and wide receivers. A little bit harder for offensive linemen and defensive backs, a little bit more linebackers. So uh, we got to piece together a couple of highlight clips so we can get the full totality of the man. So here we go. Michael Parsons, great stats. Let's see if the uh, film reflects it. So here we go. He is number 11 right here. Just going to go, not let the quarterback escape the pocket. Don't think that's going to count as a sack because he got right back to the line of scrimmage, but a great lockup there by Michael Parsons. Oh, man, he just comes shooting through the backfield. The reverse doesn't kind of fake him out, and he's just able to bring him down, and we get a better look here from the back angle. Here he is. They just highlighted him. He's going to shoot the gap. And then just not get beat. He if if the ball got handed off, you know he's just doing his job, filling that hole and getting and not letting the reverse beat him. Absolutely fantastic. Here he goes. Quarterback's not gonna be able to escape this man. No sir. Brings the quarterback down for a sack. Just shoots through the line. Is this one of his forced fumbles? We know he never recovered any, but this one of is this one of the ones he forced? Let's see. We get another replay of this one. Might have to break this one down ourselves. 
um, against Ohio State when they're losing 21-7 in the third quarter. So a huge play here by Micah Parsons. Did he make this fumble forced? Here's number 11. Yes, sir. Able to rip the ball out. Fantastic work done against Ohio State. Losing third quarter. Big play. You got to call You got to get a big play at some time. Defense has to help out the offense a little bit. And he just did it there. Absolutely fantastic work. All right, right here in the middle of the field. Nope, that's not him. All right, let's go back here. He's coming off the edge, blitzing off the edge. It's a running play, and he's able to bring the running back down like three yards or before behind the line of scrimmage. Here he is. There he is. We'll see it again. Perfectly clear here. Coming off the edge. Doesn't get blocked. 21 can't go anywhere because he's right in his face. Number 11. Here he is with the big old sack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love this man already. Fantastic. All righty. Not letting. Is that Justin Fields? He's hawking down Justin Fields. Not getting beat on the read option. Yes, sir. And he's not letting Justin Fields outrun him, sir. Yes, sir. And here he comes forcing <laughs> <laughs> Michael Parsons, yes, sir. He comes in, tries to stack, sack the quarterback. The quarterback makes a poor decision because he doesn't want to get sacked, and he throws a pick six because of what Micah Parsons is doing. This man is a disruptor in the backfield. Absolutely magnificently done. Woo! Get this man drafted. Yes, sir. Michael Parsons, absolutely fantastic so far. Loving what I'm seeing by this man. We're going to get another replay here. Yes, we are from the backfield, and they highlight him perfectly. Yes, sir. So here he is. He's just going to go inside here. Unblocked. Unchained. <laughs> the quarterback literally just flips it. He's like, I'm not getting sacked. And he makes a bad play even worse. Just take the sack. Oh, man. That's not good. Memphis quarterback. I would not draft him just on this one play alone. This kind of just ruined him, honestly. Making poor decisions. Trying to do everything. Trying to do too much there. Take the sack. You just gave up a pick six instead of a sack where we could have punted the ball and got our defense back out there on the field. But, uh, yeah, I would not draft Memphis quarterback. That's huge. That's bad bad that's real big bad but very well done by Michael Parsons to force this absolutely bad play imagine you make a play so good that you get somebody not drafted that's what Michael Parsons just did right there folks truly fantastic Alrighty, Michael Parsons, he does not, he contains that edge absolutely fantastically well as kind of an outside linebacker when he's in that position. He's absolutely getting it done, not getting bit on the fake. He's not biting on the fakes. He's hawking him down, not letting you turn the corner. So that's what we're going to say here for Michael Parsons in our notes. He does not let you turn the corner. Oh, yes. Oh, another forced fumble by this man. Fantastically well done. And let's just watch this man one more time. Where is he right here? Backing up, backing up. All right, he's going to take off with it. I'm coming up and making the play. Stops him a yard short, forces the fumble. Do they recover it? Are they able to recover it? Recover it or not? I mean, it's a fantastic play. And it was on third down anyway. Fantastic. This man's got some great speed, yo. Look at him break on this ball. He knows the quarterback's going to run it, and he just goes instantly attacks. Even takes a little bit of a bad angle here, just coming straight straight down uh, but he's still that speed so we've we're seeing some real great speed by this man and that's why we want to take kind of like a whole game film um of the bowl game that's why we're going to break down that highlight a little bit because i want to see how this man is doing straight up from a uh kind of a play that's not a highlight how is he looking on the speed if he has to cover somebody in the defensive area so uh that's why we got that but this is a fantastic play yo this is absolutely magnificent holy cow um, 
Wow, 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 wow. Um, I wasn't watching this playlist, but <laughs> let's watch it over time. Look at him just break through once again against Memphis in this Cotton Bowl that we are going to look at a little bit more in depth wise. But this man is making plays all over the field in the bowl game. That is absolutely, look, unchecked, unblocked. And then he forces a fumble as well. And they get on top of it. Oh, couldn't get on top of it. But man. This man is putting in the work here. I, yo, I'm a. I haven't. I haven't watched this man's film. I haven't really looked into him uh, up until this point. But I am super big on Michael Parsons. I might have the Dolphins dra draft this man at number three. It's kind of crazy. But this man's getting it done once again. Oh my, yo, this is so good, yo. This is so freaking good. He just breaks down, makes the perfect tackle on third and ten, not giving up the first down. It's so fantastic. He attacks. Ooh, yo, this man, this man can ball, yo. This man can ball. Woof. This man's getting it done. Every facet of the game. What they call here. Ooh, Indiana trying to get to the pylon, but he forces him out right before there. Look at that. Got beat a little bit inside. I don't know. I think that's a touchdown. Y'all going to call this a highlight? Hopefully they break it down a little bit further. Ooh, okay. All right, a little interesting there. Just shoots through the line, brings him down three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Fantastic work. Let's watch it again right there, pointing, at us, pointing him out to us. He just reads the play. He saw the play wide open. I mean, look at this. I mean, just look at the hole. He's reading the play because it's so wide open, and he's just able to watch the quarterback exchange the entire time and just shoots the gap. Here he is shooting the gap as well. Comes up, sees it, makes the play. This, mm, this man's great, yo. Attacking the line, breaking through the line. Very well done. Very well done again. Just a runner. I mean, the blocker's trying to get up to the second level, but you can't block this man. Look at 82's pathetic attempt to try and block this man right here, right there. He just she, he just runs right by him, just runs right by the defender, able to come up and make the play. Here he is in the backfield on second and three, not letting you get anywhere close. This man's great in the red zone. Another great block there, another great bring down. Oof, they're not they're ma he makes you work for everything, yo. On the goal line, gonna make you fumble in the right here, you can see him number 11 in this group of tacklers right there. Not letting you eat anything in the in the running game. This man's fantastic. Doesn't let you get to the corner. Great discipline, doesn't get sucked in. Doesn't get sucked in on the read options. Oh, wow, that was fantastic. All right, let's go to this highlight package of what he did last season, 2019, his most current season. We are going to see some of these same plays that we just saw in the last highlight package, like this one forcing the fumble on Memphis. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so let's skip up. All right, did we see this one against Ohio State? I mean, oh, oh yeah, we saw this one. This was he forced the fumble, right? Yep, he forced the fumble there. Alrighty. End around not getting tricked. We saw that one. Chasing down this quarterback. Did we see this one? If we didn't, that's still great. <laughs> that's still great. Not getting beat by cornerbacks. Quarterbacks. And this man is quick, folks. This is why I kind of want to see him in a game scenario so I can truly judge the quickness. Because his breaking speed is absolutely fantastic. I want to see his coverage, his coverage speed, his kind of backup speed a little bit more. 
So we may just go right up into the bowl game film because I think these are all kind of the same here. Let's see this one one more time. What's this one about? Read option doesn't get sucked in. He doesn't get sucked in on the read option. Quarterback tries to take it. Wrong choice there because you're facing freaking Micah Parsons right up front there and you just got blown up in the backfield. Once again, this replay as well, did he force him out before the goal line? They called a penalty on it. That must be why, but that's good. I mean, that's a good stick. Look at this man just stick him. He, did, he gets like no extra yards after Michael Parsons makes contact with him. I think he would have been over the line of scrimmage, but they call a flag. So whatever it is, great work by him, I guess. <laughs> All right, so these are all seeming like they're the same highlights here. So let's go here into the 2019 Cotton Bowl highlights. We saw a lot of these already against Memphis. You know, the forced fumbles, absolutely fantastic. Making the quarterback fumble as well, making him throw picks. Uh, but let's just see him when he's not in a highlight. Let's try and track him defensively when Memphis is on offense and see what we can see just kind of in regular plays, regular film. So here we go. And once again, in the biggest game, because this is the bowl game, his last game in college. So this is a huge game. So let's see how he's looking on the defensive end when we don't get a particular highlight. So number 11, linebacker right here. All right, see, that now, see this is what we want to see. Alrighty, so I, I'm not sure what the actual defensive play is, obviously, but I mean, we get two defenders over here, and you see Michael Parsons, he kind of bites on this kind of uh, quick out route to the run to the wide receiver, and then he just kind of leaves his zone wide open, which I think he should have been covering since he's a linebacker in the corners taking that that player. So he bit a little bit on that fake, not great, letting this kind of play first play of the game kind of for Memphis go for about 25 yards up until the 50 yard line. So not great there. Let's get out of full screen. I don't want to be full screen, but not great there. This is why we got to take this and not just the highlights. Uh, here we go, number 11 right here in the middle of the field. Alrighty, not really towards his side, couldn't really make a play on the ball, that's not really his assignment. Alrighty, number 11 still right in the middle of the field, he goes to the left once again, right from the rip, he went left and he bit on the fake a little bit. Right here, he just immediately goes to the left. I get it because, you know, they're lined up three, so, you know, they kind of bit on what the offense was selling a little bit. Running back goes all the way to the right. Luckily, number 17, the right linebacker, was absolutely fantastic. Able to not let him chunk it up. All righty, here we go. And this is where we get the nice highlight of Michael Parsons absolutely breaking through the line, playing his gap, not getting beat on the reverse, not biting on the fake. So this is fantastic. We'll watch it one more time. I mean, this is truly great. Just not getting bit on the fake. I mean, if he crashed down and chased that man out, that would have went all the way around on the fake. So very well done to Michael Parsons there on that play. All righty, here we go. Once again, he's going to – all right, he was right there. So let's back it up. He's right here. He's going to back up into coverage. Ball is complete there. All right, so not too bad on the first drive, but we did see him get beat a couple of times, which is never great. Let's get them back on defense here. Penn State goes down and scores a touchdown, puts the pressure back on Memphis. All right, here we go. Michael Parsons right here in the middle of the field. Going to take this man. Now he's going to step up. I mean... 
this isn't Michael Parsons' job, obviously. Uh, you know that that wide receiver is able just to kind of get free on the corner, but very well done to him. He takes this route, then he sees him to start step up. He says, "All right, we're double the team on this route. Let me go up. You know, this isn't my man, so let me go up and play the quarterback a little bit." So I like that he's taking all these you know options away. You know, taking what's in front of him, taking that out of the way. So that's not a bad play by him. All right, number eleven right here, getting blocked out of the play. Woof, blocked out of the play, unfortunately. All right, once again, got blocked. He just got kind of blocked there out of the play, unfortunately. He was able to kind of get blocked on the second level. Obviously, the run, they're running away from his side, so there's not much he could have done with that anyway, but he is still getting kind of blocked there. Not the greatest. All righty, Memphis is back on offense, it looks like here. So let's go back to this play. All right, containing. Containing, waiting to make the tackle. Not bad there. Here we go. Middle of the field on third and three. And they give up the third. They give up the first down. Michael Parsons couldn't get him down with the crew. Unfortunate. All right. Middle of the field here. Recognizes the play. Kind of got sucked down a little bit. Let's watch it one more time. Goes down inside way too much. Yeah, see, he took a bad angle here. Went inside the wrong gap. Pressed a little bit more. Shot the line. Shot the gap. When you just have to kind of make him go in and out. Make him go in or out. But you made it easy on him. Hey, you're going to come down inside. Well, then I have to go outside. So, once again, not great there by him. Just kind of get blocked out of the play. All righty. What do we got on this play? Where was he, number 11? I mean, this man got blocked right there. Just getting blocked. Now it's run. Can't come back to the ball. Then they go for the field goal. All right, Penn State's back on offense. Let's skip this away. They really couldn't do anything. Penn State back on defense? No, no. All right, so let's keep going to their back on defense. Let's get Michael Parsons up here. Should be right now. They run it in. All right, here we go. Where is Micah Parsons on this nice quarterback blitz, quarterback sack play? All righty, in the middle of the field, just dropping back into coverage on third and 19. Pressure gets there. All righty, good coverage here. Can we see him quick? Where is he right here? Mm, can't even see him on this one. Maybe he wasn't in. Either way, great play. Alrighty, I skip till he's back on defense. Alrighty, still on offense. Here we go on defense. Here we go. Micah Parsons to the left here. Nope. Alrighty, wasn't a factor on that play. Uh, yeah, I mean, decent play there. It was quick out, ran to the ball. Backing up the pass, dropping into coverage. Goes a little bit to the safety, and the safeties and corners couldn't get it done. Unfortunate. But now we're going to get Michael Parsons here. I mean, that was good coverage by him. Took away that kind of 10-yard uh, kind of comeback route. Very well done. But now we get Michael Parsons on the goal line. Let's see if he's able to kind of help it out a little bit defensively. He's on the left side. 
Once again, kind of just got blocked out of play. Went a little bit too much downfield. Unfortunate. All right, now they're on offense, so let's skip. Skip, skip, skip. Right back on defense right here. Number 11 right here, Michael Parsons. Once again, gets beat. Gets beat. Doesn't stay home. He's He sees it right here. He thinks they're going to swing it out to the running back, and you have to stay home. It seems like they're just in zone coverage, and he's kind of got this zone right here, right here. This is kind of his zone, what I'm circling right here. But he goes down. He bites on this, and now the corner that's got this man got to try and make up a couple more ground, a little bit more ground. Obviously, I don't know what the play they're running, but just looking on what the play is, I think that's kind of what it was. So, not great there. Um, I want to switch this one back because he's got to take this man coming across the middle. Little burn there, but, you know, they never hit him. So, comes back. That's his fault. That was good there. That was just a quick slant. Can't do it really any too much about that. If you're playing off the ball, you're playing off the ball. It's unfortunate. Alrighty, they're back on defense, so we can keep it here. Michael Parsons steps up, and here it is. Let's watch this one because it looks like he bit on this run play a little bit. Looks like he was blitzing a little bit. Alright, so it was just kind of hovering over there. Not too bad on that play. Alright, let's keep it up. <clears throat> Got to go back a little bit further here. Alright, where is he at? I think he's right here. Just dropping back into coverage. All right, all right. Not bad defense by him on that play. Here we go. Hawking it down. Bites on the reverse, and now it's a flake. And look at this. I mean, this got everybody. This play got all the defenders, including Michael Parsons here. So here he is. He's going to follow the run. Never plays the reverse. Now he's completely out of the play all the way back to the right. And we look at where he started this play from, and it looks like he was in the middle right here. Got to attain your – he was actually all the way – he was actually all the way on the right side. He just kind of, you know, fell for the fake, fell for his man, whatever he was supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, whatever he was doing, it took him out of the play, unfortunately. Alrighty, so now we get Michael Parsons on the goal line. Can he stop this? Let's see. Number 11. And just... He, he was on the left side. It went up the middle. Not really his play, his performance. Alright, back on defense here. Good coverage on that uh, that option over the middle. That was well covered by Michael Parsons and company. Forcing a field goal. That goes. That's good. Alrighty. Penn State on offense. Let's skip all this. They go for the field goal. They make it. Alright. Michael Parsons back on defense here. Where is he at? Just on this side. Favoring the right side of the field. It's the place to the left. But he sticks with it. He sticks with it. Just kind of containing. Not letting it get too out of hand. All right, he immediately sees this one, and there we go. Kind of meets him a little bit there. Kind of got trucked a tad, a tad. And now he just gets blocked right out of this play, right up the middle. Unfortunately, here he is. Just comes down a little bit too inside. Gets picked up, picked up absolutely fantastic and drifted out of the play. Didn't even see him on this play. Right here, here he is, number 11, fighting through the blitz. And, hey, I mean, his pressure here, he he able to he was able to kind of make decent uh, 
penetration there in the pocket, forcing a bad throw, maybe tipped at the line. We see the ball kind of floated in the air there. So, hey, the pressure got there, forced a bad throw. We give Parsons a tad credit there. All righty, now they're back on offense, 38 to 36. We're gonna now we get the big highlight here. I mean, in, in crunch time, the man stepped up absolutely hugely. Here we go. Comes in big, forces the fumble, or this was he forced the big turnover, the pick six that we saw earlier. Fantastic work by Michael Parsons on that play. And now, you know, that play helped them really set up this nice little uh, 9.2 possession game in the third quarter. So now all they have to do is just sit back and not get beat big. Here he is again. Once again, just kind of blocked out of the play right there. Right there, blocked out. Running goes right kind of up right beside him. Solid coverage by that man. Let's watch it one more time. Just kind of solid coverage. Number 11, and he comes all the way in. Here we go, unblocked, getting to the quarterback, bringing him down for the sack. Very well done there. Michael Parsons now. Where is, where is he on this play? Let's try to find him before the play goes. Could not find him on that play. Don't know if he was in or not. Now they're back on offense. Hey, they just used this man on offense. What's up with this? Michael Parsons, is this his number is this him? Is this number eleven? It's number eleven. They got a number eleven on offense too. <laughs> Most likely. On the goal line, they punch it in. Two score game now once again. Alright, Michael Parsons back on defense now. Is he even out there? Don't even see him there. They pick it off. All right, Mark, Michael Parsons is back here. Here he is. Stepping up. Sees the quarterback was trying to flush, get flushed out of the pocket. Steps up. Just makes it. Hey. So, all righty. I mean, the highlights were absolutely fantastic. These highlights we watched absolutely were fantastic. Just in the game totality-wise, got blocked a lot. And I know you're, you're going to get blocked. You're going to get pushed out of the play. But he has to have better kind of, you know, gap integrity, uh, assignment integrity, and not get kind of pushed out of the play. Make it so, you know, these defenders can't just easily block you out of the play. You know, you know, you playing into their hand. You know, you crashing down. But we did see some good things. You know, he's got some good speed decently. He knows. He bites on some things a little too much, uh, so bites on some plays a little bit. But the read options, he's really good at reading those, so that's always great. But he just kind of bites on some, you know, potential routes that he think are open, and you know, maybe you know a little look, look him off. He does, he does get looked off a lot. That's what we want to write down. Um, gets looked off a lot. All righty. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. That's Michael Parsons, folks. I mean, he's looking good. He's a solid player. Don't get me wrong. I loved what I saw in those highlights. Uh, you know, forcing the fumbles, getting it done. So that's all That's all very well done. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow breaking down the NBA. Day 9 of our 73-day NFL Draft Prospect Countdown. Who's going to be number 9? Well, you'll have to tune in tomorrow. So we've got all that on the show, all the stories, whatever breaks we're talking about it. Alright, folks, we're back tomorrow at noon Eastern, like always. Thanks for tuning in.